Restaurant Unstoppable, episode 317. Everything is figureoutable. And to me, that means that no matter what you're going through in your business or what you're trying to figure out or accomplish, every problem has a solution. Are you ready for it factors, success stories, failures, and bombs of restaurant industry knowledge? Then join Eric Cacciatore and today's incredible guest as they share what it takes to become unstoppable. Are you opening a restaurant and stressing out with where to start? Or perhaps you've already opened your restaurant and you're finding yourself completely overwhelmed with the day-to-day task that only you know how to do. If you feel this way, I've got good news. You don't have to do it alone, nor should you regain control of your business and your life with restaurantowner.com. And if you go to restaurantowner.com slash unstoppable, you will get a 10-day pass for only $1. Get on it. Hiring a consultant to train your staff and to improve your restaurant can be expensive. Wouldn't it be awesome if you could just get advice from world champion baristas and leading restaurant consultants without spending thousands of dollars? Tipsy believes you should have the chance to learn new skills whenever you need to, which is why they have hundreds of hospitality courses available for only $9 a month. To give you a little something extra, as a restaurant unstoppable listener, you can also get 50% off your first month. All you gotta do is Click the tipsy banner in the show notes. Get on it. With excitement, allow me to introduce to you today's guest, Bruce Irving. Bruce, are you feeling unstoppable today, my man? Eric, I'm always feeling unstoppable. Yeah, you are. And uh, I almost forgot to mention this is your fourth time, dude, on the show. That's crazy. Uh, Just goes to show how much faith I have in you and the knowledge I know you're going to spread all over Restaurant Unstoppable Land today. So (laughs) I appreciate you having me back for the fourth time. That just shows how long ago we started these shows. I know. It was episode 204 was the first episode you were on the show, over a hundred and like 10 episodes now so man it's crazy time flies time goes by yeah time goes by so quick and on that note i do recommend anybody who's listening to this does check out episode 204 236 and 264 those were the first three episodes bruce joined me on and just if you guys aren't familiar with bruce bruce is the founder and host of smart pizza marketing podcast he's the head author at smart pizza marketing blog and you can also catch him live on facebook sbi live and why don't you just tell us a little bit more about uh all these things you're doing and how they all work together and what your mission is with smart pizza marketing podcast so i initially started smart pizza marketing podcast as a way to educate the pizza community uh what's going on in marketing you know sometimes in the restaurant space and especially in the pizza space uh, we tend to fall a little bit behind when it comes to marketing trends and technology uh, whether that be online or offline so i wanted to uh, gather the top minds in the pizza world and say hey what are you doing that's working for you and then spread the love to everybody else in the pizza community and from there it's grown into uh, our podcast, obviously, we have our mastermind groups, we have our digital agency, which we actually implement the things we talk about on the show for uh, customers and clients. And, you know, I do speaking engagements all over the country now, talking about um, online marketing, you know, Facebook advertising, Instagram, Snapchat, email. And then, uh, you know, I come on a great podcast like this, Eric, and talk about it as more. Well, we're glad to have you excited to have you because every time you come on the show, man, you just litter us with great knowledge and uh 
Today we're going to be talking about Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. We're not going to dive too deep into each one, but we're just going to cover what's working now for each platform, uh, what doesn't work anymore, and what's coming out in the future. Uh, and maybe you're going to drop one tip for each one of those platforms that we can really just take away and start leveraging in our restaurants today. So this is going to be a good one. Uh, I'm super excited. So uh, before we dive into the content, like always, Bruce, man, I got to get that motivational inspirational ball rolling. So what's a success quote you have for us to get us going in the right direction? All right. This quote is my own. I kind of came up with this one myself. Making up your own quotes now. You're going places. I've heard it before, (laughs) but to me, here's the quote. Everything is figure outable. And to me, that means that no matter what you're going through in your business or what you're trying to figure out or accomplish, every problem has a solution. And you just have to figure out what that solution is, whether that be figured out yourself find the right person to implement it for you or find the right podcast or or blog post or book to help you work through that problem. There's not one problem that's going on in your life or your business that doesn't have some sort of solution. So has Webster Dictionary made that word figure outable uh, an official word yet? I'm not sure. I'm going <laughs> to actually email them after we get off this talk. You should, man. You should, you should coin that. Uh, that's so true, though. I, I couldn't agree more. And I, you know, I'm going to admit, I'm, I'll be the first person to admit that I fall victim to this whole, I don't really understand this i don't get it and when you don't understand something when you don't get it it's it can be scary uh and it's so funny because once you decide to take the the leap off the cliff and just dive into whatever whatever it is you're trying to figure out like a week later you you look back at what the hell was i so afraid of like and you're 10 times better uh so yeah like know that it's figure out figure outable did i say that right <laughs> yeah figure outable <laughs> it's uh, you know it, it, you get overwhelmed sometimes i totally get it you have so many things going on in your business or your life and uh what you're trying to accomplish can maybe get pushed down the line but just you know attack it and by failing and making a mistake you're gonna get better at it and eventually you'll find the right solution to whatever problem you're trying to figure out yeah and it reminds me so much of seth godin his uh one of his books he recently published man it's escaping my mind but in that book he's talking about uh embracing stupid and nobody likes to feel stupid but it's where it's that world of feeling stupid is where we grow uh so if you're feeling stupid that means you're doing something right because it, it doesn't last forever it's only temporary <laughs> and then when you're done uh you know find something else to feel stupid about Um, totally well i must be doing some pretty a lot of things right things i feel (laughs) stupid all the time all right man i'm proud of you so let's (laughs) let's dive into uh, the content today and let's start with facebook man what's what's working now with facebook right now local advertising on facebook with short videos about your business are really moving the needle for these local businesses you know to be the the ability that facebook gives you to target your geographic location on a map about one mile, two mile, three miles, however many miles around your restaurant that your people and your consumers are coming from to create short 30 to 90 second videos on Facebook and then promote that to your potential audience in that area is super huge and super cheap. You know, you don't need fancy equipment. You don't need a fancy camera. You don't need fancy audio equipment. The, the, the camera and microphone on your iPhone 6 or 7 is 10 times better than what the cameras we used to use 10 years ago. Just use that. And get creative, show your product and your service in yourself and create 30 to uh, 90 second videos, post those on Facebook and target your demographic. Now, Facebook gives you three different options. You can target people who live in the area you're searching for that were recently in the area you're searching for or that are in the current area you're searching for. So if you put in your address and say, I want to target people three miles around my business, 
you can search through those three different criterias. Okay. So, um, just to be clear, when we're on Facebook, where are we going? What section in Facebook are we using to promote? Now, if you want to get really targeted, go to the ads manager. If you want to just boost from your page, you can, but it doesn't give you the, the best ability to target the certain people from your, from your regular Facebook business page, you can hit the boost button. And before that used to just boost to a certain people, whether that be the people who liked your page or the people who liked your page and their friends, or you could pick maybe one thing. Now you can get a little bit deeper. You can put your address in there from the boost button and then target a five mile radius around your business. And then people who like pizza, for instance, you can select that. It doesn't give you every ability or capability that the Facebook uh, ads platform has, but it does give you much better a capability than what it used to give you. So you could just use the boost button to start on your Facebook page. Okay. And I'm curious, um, when we are coming up with a budget for these, uh, to, to boost these, these, uh, videos we're creating, uh, where should we be thinking? Like what, what should we be thinking about as a budget? Like what, what's worth our investment? Like, like what's like, I don't want to like say, Oh, spend two or $3. Like, is, is that going to be enough? Or like how much should we expect to, to invest in boosting to get a return on investment? When we work with our clients, we always test things out first. So whether that be a post or a special or an, a video, you always want to post it to your page and see how it does organically. Cause by testing how it does organically, that's going to really give you a ton of data of how your ad is going to perform. The worst thing that you could do is create this video. You love it. Spend $500 promoting it, and it tanks. Um, you could have definitely just done that same video, posted it on your Facebook page, and if zero people like it or share it or comment, maybe that's not the best video in the world to promote. But if that same video does really well organically – then if you spend some ad dollars behind it, you're going to have to spend much less advertising dollars than you would the video that didn't do good organically. Okay. And when we're creating a 30 second or 90 second video, uh, in your experience, which videos are doing best? Uh, if you are comfortable in front of the camera, the videos we find doing the best are with the owners who are on camera. It doesn't have to be the owner, just some sort of personality. Um, you have to have some sort of charisma and be able to communicate well on camera. You don't want to get on camera and stumble your words or be all over the place like you're a schizophrenic. You want to be able to have a concise uh, video. You know, you have 30 or 90 seconds to keep grab their attention and then keep it. So you really want to be on point, have what you want to say listed out. But if you can be on camera and you're comfortable with that, those perform way better than non-human videos. Mm. Yeah. At the end of the day, I mean, we're in the people business, guys. Uh, the more human you can be, the better. Uh, so just never forget that. And uh, I'm, I'm curious, Bruce, uh, as far as equipment goes, um, all we need really is a smartphone, right? Totally. Smartphone, either get a tripod that you can get on Amazon for 15 bucks and have it stand there or just have someone hold it for you. Yeah. As long as it's a little bit steady, your iPhone does a great job with video. So obviously, you know, quality reflects our brand. So I'm curious. Um, if we do have a little bit of a budget, say a hundred bucks or $150 to invest in creating better video quality, what are some uh, resources? And I know you just sent out a link uh, in the last email you sent earlier this morning uh, talking about video. Uh, what are some of those resources we can use to do, to do like middle tier quality videos? I mean, if audio is super important, if you're going to really do a good video, you really want the audio to be important. Although with Facebook advertising, if you add captions to your video, this is something that I didn't mention. And you can do this with the Facebook platform up to five minutes. So if you do a 30 or a second or 90 second video, it can add it for you. Add captions, 
and because a lot of people watch those videos with the sound off. You never know where they are. They may be sitting on the couch watching TV and they can't have the volume up or they're at work. So always add captions to your video. But if someone does listen to your video, audio quality is super important. So I would say invest in like a little lavalier microphone that you can attach to your iPhone that attaches. A lavalier microphone is basically one of those microphones you see on the news or people who are on camera who it's like attached to their shirt. Mm-hmm. And it just gives you pretty good audio um, especially if you're in a crowded restaurant and things are going on around you, you, you don't want to catch up as much background noise. So maybe just one of those. But other than that, Eric, I really don't think you need anything else. Yeah. And I'm, I'm at that, that socialexaminer.com and they have that listed, uh, that microphone you're talking about at $79. So that's really not too bad considering the return on investment you're going to have if you, if you are creating a lot of a video and you are producing good quality sound. So yeah. And there's cheaper ones than that. I know I picked one up for about $40. I forget the name of it. Um, but I know I picked a couple up for like, there was like three for $49 and they work just as good as the lavalier. They're a little bit bigger, so you'll be able to see it on camera, but you know what? We're not professional videographers or, yeah. you know, you're, you're, you're a restaurant owner. If someone sees the microphone on your shirt, it's not a big deal. Okay. So what doesn't work anymore? We talked about, or unless, is there other things that are working we should know about before we move on? No, that's pretty much it. I think you should stick to video because video is going to be really huge in the next few months. And I really think that, if you could use these other platforms to get comfortable in front of the camera and come up with a strategy, if you implement Facebook video, you're going to really grow your business awesome, a lot. Man. Great. Uh, so what doesn't work? Thinking Facebook is just a place to post what you have, not spend any advertising dollars, and think you're going to get some co- sort of return on your investment in time on Facebook. All right. So what do you mean by post what you have? Like if you're just going to post to Facebook – like you've been doing for the last two or three years, either this special or this update and not advertise on there or not build engagement with your audience, you're just wasting your time. Okay, so essentially what I'm getting from you is you need to use that platform for all the robustness that it is because now other people are using those features. So if you're not using those features, you're not gonna stand out. Is that kind of part of the reason why? Think about, exactly, think about what people are doing, not you as a marketer, and maybe you're not a marketer, but you're a business owner, so you're a marketer. Um, Think about what you're trying to accomplish on Facebook. And everybody thinks of that. I want to get these people to click this button, order this dish, come into my restaurant. Now, take a step back and think about what the person on the other side of that platform is doing. They're not using Facebook to find deals at your restaurant. They're looking on Facebook to escape what they're doing and to get some sort of, um, I don't know what to, how to say it, but you know, engagement with their community. They're looking for the things people to talk to people, see what's going on in the community, see what's going on with their friends. So if you can use your Facebook as a way to engage those people and not just sell your product, that's going to be much better than just posting your specials and deals and your menu and your updates and hoping that someone clicks on it. Mm-hmm. Got you. Okay. So what's coming out in the future? <sighs> I think Facebook video is the future. And I know we talked about that's what's new, but I think that's going to be something that's going to be relatively doing well for people in the next year. I don't think there's going to be too much to Facebook coming other than, you know, there's certain things on there. Like you can place ads to people who have messaged your page, which is new. Um, you can place ads in the messenger app, which is going to be something that's going to be coming new, but Facebook is ever, ever changing. They own Instagram. They're always coming up with new things. The one thing that makes Facebook great is that they're never satisfied with what they have. They always look for the competition. They've copied a lot of things from Snapchat and put into Instagram, which they own as well. Um, so they're always innovating. They're always coming up with new ways. The thing that is going to change is ads 
regular ads in Facebook this summer is going to have a small, small percentage of space available. So your ads that you're, you're, you're performing now in six to 12 months may not perform as well. And if they do perform as well, they're going to cost you a little bit more money. So you're going to have to build your engagement on your page. So that way, when you do post something, it won't cost you as much because you've built that engagement with your community. Mm-hmm. And, um, when you talk about Facebook video, are you talking about all the encompassing, whether it's recording and then posting later and recording live or doing interviews? And like, what, what do you mean by Facebook video? What falls under that umbrella? Well, all of it. I think that Facebook Live, you can advertise later. Uh, creating a video on your phone and then uploading that to Facebook as well works. I, I you know, I, I everybody's in, obsessed with this live thing. And I think it can do a great job for you if you're good at it. But I think it could also do some damage to your business if you're not good at it. Um, so I think that the Facebook Live should be kept to people who are really comfortable in front of the camera, have a plan, and can really implement. Because the one thing that Facebook Live doesn't have is a pause button. <laughs> yeah, it's true. But, you know, even I, I'll be the first person to admit that I, I, I'm not amazing live. Like, I make mistakes. But I think it's what happens after the mistake. Uh, don't freak out. Uh, know that you're human and know that you make, make fun of yourself, have fun with it and uh, be relaxed. Just be, it's yeah. no different than talking to somebody right in front of you. It's just a, a camera. I mean, don't overthink it. Don't, don't psych yourself out. Just be natural. Right. Mike Ganino is a guest on our live show uh, a lot. And we talk about video all the time. And he had a great point. He said, listen, do the, the, pretend that camera is one person that you're talking to. You know, you're talking to one person. doesn't matter how many people are going to watch it later or are watching it live. Don't get don't get freaked out. Just talk to that one particular person. And if you make a mistake, that's fine. Just keep rolling with it. It's life. That's what happens in real life. We okay. make mistakes. Awesome. So um, you, you said you're going to give one tip for each one of these platforms we're going to discuss. I feel like you already gave us a bunch of tips for Facebook. I hope I'm not, you know, taking advantage of your your time. <laughs> no, no, no. So what's what was the one tip you had in mind that you wanted to share in regard to Facebook? One tip for Facebook, and since I said video is so huge, use these other two platforms, Snapchat and Instagram stories, to build your confidence on video. Those are two great places to do short videos that you can get comfortable in front of the camera, still send it out to your community, and, it, and the communities on those two platforms expect it to be a little bit more raw. So if you're not so comfortable in front of the camera, use those two platforms to record video of yourself and send it out. And then we also do this thing that's called the 30 day challenge. Create one video for yourself every day for 30 days straight. I can guarantee you if you do that, you don't have to post them anywhere. Just keep them on your phone or put them on your computer. I can guarantee you if you consistently do that for 30 days, your 30th video is going to be 1000 times better than your first one. Awesome. Great advice. So let's move on to Twitter. What's working now? Nothing. <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, no. Why? I just think Twitter got too noisy. They took their eye off the ball. And if you're a local business, I honestly, Eric, at this point in time on uh, in March of 2017, if you're one local business, I don't think you have the bandwidth to do what it takes to be successful on Twitter. Mm. Yeah, I, I kind of feel the same way. And I mean, it was a great tool for a long time to be because you could connect with anybody and it was so easy to connect with people. But now it's, it's so noisy. Like you said, like there's so many people out there just spewing garbage and it's all promoting all, I mean, it's just very shallow relationships. That's kind of yeah. how I feel when I'm on that platform. I think if you're a business owner, you should have a presence there and you should have an account and you should post things there maybe once or twice a day. It's not what it used to be where you post 17 times a day 
the same thing over and over again for six weeks because they have an algorithm too. And their algorithm knows that this post that you're posting today, you posted three times in the last week and they're just not going to show it to anybody. Um, so they're starting to get their stuff together. They're trying to at least, but I think they were a little bit too late. But what you can do is have a presence and it's a great communication tool if someone wants to tweet you. Like it's super easy for a customer to tweet a restaurant or to tweet a brand. And so you definitely want to be able to monitor those in case somebody does. You don't want to have a Twitter account and then someone tweets you and there's silence or you reply three weeks later. That looks really bad. So if nothing's working, should I even bother asking what is what's not working <laughs> anywhere? That was the next question. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that what's working now is different than it used to be six months ago. If you post one t- like one particular post, you know, pick two to four times a day and make it original content, something that you've never posted to Twitter before, that's going to go a lot further than what it used to be like where you just hammer people because the noise feed, the news feed was so noisy. So just take, you know, if you're going to post something on Twitter, post it once and then pretend it's like Facebook. You wouldn't post the same thing over and over and over again to Facebook. Look at Twitter the same way. Okay, cool. Um, is there anything, any hope, anything coming out in the future we should know about or are they, or do you really just think it's hopeless? No, I don't think it's hopeless. I just think that they're not, they haven't figured it out yet. Okay. Uh, they're, they're investing heavy in, in a vid, live video and video as well with Periscope. And now it's called Twitter video. I just don't think that um, if you're a local business, if you have four or five locations, it may be a different story. You may have a bigger community on there. Um, but the, the people who we deal with, which is, you know, one, two locations, it's just, I think it's a bandwidth issue. How much time do you have in your day to, to appropriate to social media? And if there's not as much time, you know, if you're not a marketer, you're not doing this full time. I think that Facebook and Instagram are better places to spend your time. Got you. Uh, so is the tip safe to say just to still monitor it, but don't put more effort than necessary as far as just posting periodically to stay relevant. Is that the tip? Yeah. The, the tip would be post once or twice a day to Twitter, monitor for people who reply to you. And then that's kind of it. Don't look at it like it used to be where it's going to be this tremendous tool where you can go find people and search people and post 500 times a day. Just post like you would use it kind of like what you would use for Facebook, less the advertising. Got you. All right. Instagram. What's well, working now? Instagram stories are, I find are great. They're constantly updating this platform. And as of this recording yesterday, they came out with where now you can, uh, they have this Instagram live, which before you would go live, as soon as you were done, it would be gone. Now you can save that live video to your phone. This is new as of yesterday. Okay. So what does that do saving it to your phone? How does, I don't understand. Is, is it just on your phone now? So you have that content for use later on or on a different platform or can you use it again on Instagram? Like why does saving it make it so important? So what you want to do is when you create content, you always, you're always trying to think of ways where you can repurpose that content, right? Mm-hmm. So if you do a, a 20 minute Instagram live and it's gone, that content's gone. So if the, if those 17 people who showed up, yeah, great. You gave them great value. But what about those a thousand other followers you have that didn't get a chance to see that or take those two nuggets that you talked about out? Mm-hmm. Uh, the ability to save those videos now gives you the chance to go back and cut out those two nuggets and then post them to your Facebook page or oh, post awesome. them to your Instagram account on the 60 second video that allows on your native platform or put that on Snapchat or send it out in your email if it's really that good. So it gives you the ability to do more with that content and it incentivizes people to go live more because it's not just wasted content when it's over. Okay. So what I'm hearing from you is save that content and then repurpose it again on platform, the 60 second feature or on other platforms. Yeah. If you're going to do it, if you do a Instagram live and you 
Uh, I would go through that Instagram live and take out the best 60 seconds of that, cut it out and then put that on my Instagram feed. Okay. And then promote my next Instagram live with that short 60 second video. Got you. Um, you also mentioned the Instagram stories. So how was that different from what was the original Instagram platform? Well, Instagram used to be a place where you would just post really high quality pictures or video on your, on your feed, right? Instagram stories gives you the ability, the same kind of thing that Snapchat does is it lets you go through your day. So you can post either video or photos in a 24 hour cycle. So after 24 hours, those videos or or photos disappear kind of just exactly the same as Snapchat. Okay. So give me an example of a time where, uh, you know, what, what's a trigger for us? If something's coming up, if an event's coming up or if I'm, if we're going to do something, when should we be thinking, Oh, this is a good opportunity for Instagram stories. I think you should be telling your story behind the scenes on Instagram stories. Exactly what we talked about with Snapchat a year ago. Instagram gives you the same platform. And the difference is uh, it's much easier to search on Instagram than it is Snapchat. And discoverability is way easier. And what it also does is if you look at your Instagram feed, every time someone puts a new either photo or story to their Instagram stories or video rather, uh, your your Instagram story gets bumped to the front, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So when you're adding to your story, you're constantly on the top of that Instagram feed, which is the most valuable place in the Instagram platform. And it has like a little, uh, you know, pink circle around it. So I would always tell people, hey, listen, every couple hours, add something to your story. And then you always get bumped up to the top of that feed. And then you have people's full attention when they when they view that story. It's like the hundred you're taking up 100 percent of their phone screen, which is the most valuable spot in people's lives sometimes. Got you. All right, so what does not work anymore in regard to Instagram? It doesn't work to auto DM people. You know, okay. don't don't use these. I know everybody wants to grow their Instagram following and have as many followers as possible, but using these these tools that auto like and auto comment is just wrong to me. Yeah, you it's, should. It's insincere. It's it's, it's, yeah. it's what what's special about the platform, and it just. Uh, it's fake and people smell that from a mile away and don't look at your follower count like looking at how many followers you have yes you want a little bit of followers for validity but it doesn't matter how many followers you have it really it matters on the engagement so you should work more on engagement of your followers that you do have than trying to mm-hmm. get as many followers as you can yes I love it, man. Uh, and that makes me feel so great because even looking at my Facebook page like I don't ever focus on getting more uh, likes, for example, I know we're on Instagram right now, but uh, I think I'm at like 750 like total likes. But when I compare my Facebook page to other pages that have 10,000 likes and like like no comments, nobody liking my page, like the percentage that of likes and shares and comments I have compared to or like the ratio compared to how many actually followers I have, like. I'm so proud that it's it's a low like but high engagement. And I feel like that's something to be pr- proud of, not necessarily, well, I got 10,000 likes last year. Like Totally. Like they bought those likes. If you have 10,000 <laughs> Instagram followers and you have four comments and 72 likes, like you're full of shit. Yeah. I love you know? it. I love Sorry it. to swear on this. No, right? man, I say the F bomb all the time. Don't even okay. worry about it. I've gotten really loosey goosey on that stuff. Uh, so that's what I think. And, uh, you know, the insta- Instagram algorithm is a little bit different too. You're not necessarily going chronologically through the feed. So to build engagement is super important nowadays Um, because when people like or comment on a photo, 
it tells Instagram that they want to see stuff from you and they want to see your content. So the next time you post something, you have a higher likelihood of getting an at bat in front of that customer. All right. Awesome. And what's coming out in the future? Oh man, Instagram's totally changing. This, uh, the one thing they're doing on Instagram and I, that I love is that they're, I mean, listen, I was a huge advocate of Snapchat a year ago, but this is before Instagram stories came out and they're, they're saying, listen, we're copying you. There's nothing you can do about it. We're going to take everything you do and we're going to do it better. And we have a bigger audience. So you just have to t- just deal with it. And if they continue to have that attitude, um, they're going to be so many things coming to Instagram. That's going to make this platform huge as big as Facebook. I think, I think Instagram has a shot at being as big as Facebook. If they can really tweak their ads platform, which they're getting better at, and they come up with these new business platforms where you can have a tremendous amount of data on your Instagram, uh, you know, people who interact with your Instagram profile. Um, I think that's going to be huge for people. So I think the Instagram ads platform is something to watch out for in the next six months. And in Instagram influencers, like trying to figure out who is influential. And I don't mean how many f- by follower count. I mean by what you said, Eric, by interaction and it, people that can move the needle. If someone has a thousand followers and they get 250, 300 likes on every post, that they're influential. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that impact always outweighs reach, guys. Uh, this industry, like, just look at like what we know to be true. In your restaurant, you're, the majority of, I think it's something like 80% of all of your, your revenue comes from 5% of your customers. Who cares about how many people you're reaching? Just focus on creating that loyalty and just impact uh, with those people who, who know, love, and trust you. And if you can do that, if you can get those people coming back more, you're way better off than investing and in trying to get new customers. Yeah, so I would try to search out for people who are in my market who have a large, not a, lar- a large engaged following. Let's put it that way. Not by numbers, but by engagement. And try to see if you can team up with them at all. Hey, come into my restaurant. I'll give you an appetizer for free if we could trade. You post that you were at my restaurant on your Instagram page and I'll give you an appetizer. It's, it's the same, it's the 2017 version of advertising. Before you used to place an ad in the yellow book, now you're just paying an Instagram influencer to come into your restaurant and promote your stuff. It's the same exact thing, it's just a different way. Got you. Um, all right, so is is there one tip for Instagram that you wanted to leave with us or did you already leave it? I, I mean, I left many, but I would <laughs> think <laughs> I think that you should get on Instagram stories uh, make sure that you're you're adding to your day three to four times a day. Um, if you haven't tested the business profile on Instagram yet, I I suggest you do that. You can always switch back, um, but I think you're going to get a tremendous amount of data on who's liking your page and what your impressions are and clicks to your website. And uh, the data helps you move forward and figure out what your audience wants to see from you on there. Awesome. And the last platform is Snapchat. What's working now? But first, we need to thank our sponsors. After studying over 300 successful restaurant professionals, I've discovered that to be successful in the restaurant industry, you need skills that go far beyond knowing how to cook. All of our guest mentors are damn near experts on business operations, systems, and culture. That is not a coincidence. That is what it takes to be successful. This is exactly why I tell everyone I know who wants to open a restaurant or is in the restaurant business to get a membership to restaurantowner.com. For only $29 a month, you have access to over 300 templates, including business plans, checklists, forms, manuals, and procedures. In addition, you have countless resources at your fingertips to join a community that has helped over 40,000 restaurant owners make better lives for themselves. Head over to restaurantowner.com 
com slash unstoppable. And because you are restaurants unstoppable listeners, you will get the first 10 days for only $1. Again, that's restaurantsowner.com slash unstoppable. Whether you're just getting started in the restaurant business or if you're a seasoned veteran, there's always something new to learn. That never ends. <laughs> but what hasn't changed is the time you get to learn. Tipsy has taken everything you need to know and put it in one easy-to-access location. With Tipsy, you can learn what you want, when you want, by accessing an incredible library of video courses on topics like food and beverage, service, marketing, and business operations. It's basically a one-stop shop for everything you need to run a successful restaurant. You can also use Tipsy as a staff training tool. Through the management platform, you can select the courses that matter to you and schedule them out to your employees in a few simple clicks. Individual memberships are only $9 a month, and as a restaurant unstoppable listener, you receive an extra 50% off your first month. So what are you waiting for? For $4.50, you can have access to this incredible resource right now. Just find the Tipsy banner in the show notes. All right, we're back, and now let's talk about Snapchat. I think the th- the on Snapchat, the same thing that's worked all the time works now. You have to be entertaining, more entertaining on Snapchat than you do on these other platforms. These other platforms can be informational uh, and more of a business approach. On Snapchat, you really have to be entertaining because it's hard to find you and, and it's noisy on there as well. Like if someone follows a lot of people on there, what's going to make them go to your Snap and watch from beginning to end? It's not going to be the same things you're posting on Instagram stories or on Facebook. It's got to be a little bit different. You're going to have to use the tools that Snapchat has that these other platforms don't have, the face recognition, uh, the filters, and Instagram is going to be copying that soon. So while you're on there, try to get that attention. And what's working right now really well is these $5 per hour filters that you can create. You can create a geo filter, and for $5 an hour, based on a certain location, you can overlay it on that geographic location and people who are on snapchat can see that filter from you and it's super cheap now it used to be pretty expensive so the five dollar geo filter uh got that note in there anything else that's working out before we move on to what doesn't work no and then you know these younger generations are you really using snapchat in uh for a communication tool but i think snapchat's in trouble they really we need to see what's going to be happening from them in the next three to six months because Instagram's copied a lot of what they've done, and they've done it pretty good. Mm. And they had a ton of followers on there, and Snapchat was growing. And then ever since Instagram's come out with their stories and their Instagram Live, and now you can save that live, of their Snapchat has stopped growing, which is a concern. So um, I would continue to use it if you have an audience there. If you see your audience dwindling, maybe move over to Instagram. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what does not work anymore with Snapchat? Trying to get a date? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't work to send really bad, uh, awkward photos to people you don't know. Don't do that. That's weird. Okay. Um, uh, what doesn't work is trying to get people who don't natively use Snapchat to go join Snapchat. Okay. Does that make sense? So, yeah, so nine months ago, you wanted to grow your Snapchat. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Follow me on Snapchat. Follow me on Snapchat. I'm on Instagram. Follow me on Snapchat. Nowadays, just try to find people who natively use Snapchat and talk to them. People who are on Instagram, talk to them on Instagram. Everybody has a Facebook account. So you can advertise to them. But I think that trying to get people to go from Instagram or from Facebook or from Twitter to Snapchat is tremendously hard nowadays. Mm. 
Okay, so what is coming out in the future with Snapchat? Is there anything on the horizon for them? I mean, Spectacles came out. That made a big splash for a second, and then it was gone. And they haven't really done much. That's the problem with Snapchat. Like they went, they went public. They they went public as a company, and it did really well. But I, you know, who knows what's going to become them? They're now called Snap, which is different than Snapchat, and they're more of a product company than a social network. So who knows what they're what's on the horizon for them? But they need to do something because their market share is sm- is getting smaller with Instagram. And if they don't do something, people are just going to stop using it. People like us, Eric, who got on Snapchat because we thought it was an opportunity to reach a different demographic. Like that demographic is pretty much on Instagram now. Mm-hmm. So I'm there's curious. No, uh, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. I didn't want no, to. I, there's no real reason to get people to go onto Snapchat. You want to be on Snapchat talking to the people who are already there. Got you. And uh, you said spectacles earlier. Uh, just real quick, you skimmed over that. What is spectacles? Spectacles are those sunglasses that look, yeah. well, they're, they're sunglasses, but they have the two cameras on the corners. Okay. And what they can do is through the Bluetooth, they can go onto your phone and record what you're looking at onto your Snapchat account. Okay. Hey, this is a question about Snapchat I'm, I'm curious with. Uh, a lot of people I know this when they're snapping stuff, they, they change the camera from the front to the back. Do you know how to do that? Yeah, there's like a little, just tap the screen. Just tap the screen? Man, Yeah. thank you. I'm just starting to get on Snapchat. Maybe I should not be on Snapchat after what you just told us. But uh, I, there's little tricks. Sometimes I'm like, how do people freaking do that shit? But anyway, it's cool. Yeah, <laughs> I think you have to know you have to know your business and your audience. Yeah. If, you're a, if you're a high-end restaurant and most of your clientele are older people who live in the city, Snapchat's probably not the place for you. Mm-hmm. But if you're in a college or a high school town and you're serving – you know, the majority of your customers are in college or high school. Snapchat's the place for you. Okay. So there's no real reason. We can't tell you to be on all of these networks. You have to really figure out who is your core customer and then try to find where they hang out and then learn the network, how it's used, and then talk to them in the way they like to communicate with their friends on those networks. Got you. And uh, did you have one additional tip you want to share with Snapchat before we wrap things up? Yeah, use the geo filter. Those are great. Locate a place you want to do, whether that be a high school, a high school game, uh, a business, a college. Use the geo filter. It's super cheap. Create a filter. You can go to Fiverr and have someone create a a filter for you for like 10 bucks. And then you can add that to Snapchat. And then who's ever in that location will see what you do and how you do it. And then they'll use that filter. I think that's a, a cheap way to get people to kind of know who you are on Snapchat in the way that they want to know use it. Okay. So... Before we really wrap things up, I just want to cover a few things, some questions I have I wrote down along the way. Um, what are some resources that you follow? When you're trying to stay on top of things, give us two or three resources that you're always paying attention to to kind of stay on top of these things. So I, uh, TechCrunch is a great place to figure out what's going on with the technology world. Um, that's a great website. Uh, social Media Examiner is a great website to figure out what's going on with social media. Faith, they do a lot of Facebook Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, tons of great articles on there. They have a great podcast as well. And then podcasts. I, I think podcasts is a great resource for people to listen to and figure out information while they're working. You know, you can read a blog post or a book, but we, you know, we're working. You know, we can't necessarily just sit down and read a book for four hours, but podcast gives you the ability to put your earbud in and kind of listen to that book or that podcast while you're working and be able to retain that info. And what podcast do you listen to aside from social media examiner? I listen to Social Media Social Hour with Tyler Anderson. That's a great one. Um, Agents of Change is a good one about local SEO. Uh, he's a local main guy too, I believe. Um, SEO website, mobile optimization, that's a good one. 
those are kind of my go-tos. All right. And don't forget the Smart Pizza Marketing. Sorry, SPI, Smart Pizza Marketing Podcast. Uh, That's true. That is an awesome podcast you have to have subscribed to. And uh, subscribe to Bruce's email list too, guys. Uh, he's always, once a week, sending out what's new uh, in the industry that he thinks is worth uh, paying attention to. And he links back to those articles. I mean, that's how I found out about the the microphone we were talking about earlier. And um I'm, one other question I had uh, is about Facebook or just live in general. Um, I see a lot of people uh, interviewing, uh, like people like you, people like Donald Burns, for example. You, uh, Andrew Carlson's been doing a lot. Mike Ganino's been doing it a lot. I admit I could be doing it much more. But I feel like there's a lot of application to that human connectivity, doing a, a, interview, a live interview uh, from two different locations and with like purveyors and getting to know the story behind the people that your, your restaurants connected to. I feel like that's something I'd never see restaurants doing. And that could be huge. What do you think about that? I think that's a great idea. And I actually work with a local purveyor and I've talked to them about that interviewing their customers and kind of talking about what they do and how they do it. And uh, I think that's a great idea. And that's something that not necessarily the thing about live and video is that you have to think about how many people are interested in what you're going to be doing Mm -hmm. on video. And if just because you think it's interesting doesn't necessarily mean that the market thinks it's interesting. So you really have to test it out, well, like test out a video. And if people like it, do more of it. Here's an example, right? Think about uh, restaurants or bars that do have a venue where they have an artist coming in uh, or a band coming in. And if you if you're one of those restaurants and bars that really gets good uh you know, people on tour stopping by your place. Think about an interview with that band and what the tour is like and why they chose your venue. And I mean, I feel like they're so that's such a cool way to engage and provide content for, for the people that frequent your restaurant or your, your facility. What do you think? I love it. I think that most people, <laughs> more people should be documenting what they do on a daily basis. <laughs> and and that's part of it. You know, if you're going to have a band come in, talk to them. It doesn't have to be a 45 minute interview. It could be a five minute interview that you put on your Facebook page or your Instagram account for to market that show later this week or tonight. I think that's a fabulous idea. Yeah. And uh, one other thing I just want to go over, we kind of talked about it a little bit, but I think, uh, would you say that in general, uh, the, the way things are moving are on more intimate platforms where, uh, there's fewer people with better relationships impact. Yeah. I think that's, that's, you could say that on every platform. I mean, that goes back to what we talked about, about follower count. In 2017, follower count doesn't matter. Listen, you don't want to have four followers on Twitter and feel like anybody's going to give you any respect, but you don't want to, you don't need 10,000. You know, you need a, you know, if you have a good amount of followers that are targeted for what you do, that's all you need. Every platform should be looked at as an intimate relationship with your audience. You know, like you said, 700 people on Facebook, that's 700 people who like your Facebook page. Think about that in a room, for instance. Yeah. That's a lot of people. You know, 700 people in a room, like I speak at conferences, right? And if there's 100 or 200 people there, the room looks like there's a lot of people in there. Yeah. <laughs> I hear so you, man. 700 people is a lot of people. And you should just look at it as engagement. You should try to engage one-on-one with as many of those people as you can. Got you. Now, I'm curious. Uh, are there any platforms that are leaning, that are like on the rise, that are really leaning in that exclusivity model of private one-on-one, uh, kind of like Snapchat is, where you, you don't broadcast your, your message to the world, but you have to be... It's, you know, like an email marketing, for example, like a small list that's very personalized. Is there anything coming out like that that we should know about? I think Messenger is something that we should everybody should be looking at. Facebook's doing a lot of things to Messenger, Facebook Messenger. And there's a lot of people using Messenger. I think there's 
ton, like in the billions who are on Messenger. And they've added something called uh, Facebook Story, <laughs> Facebook <laughs> Day or something like that, where you can add exactly what you do to Instagram Stories or Snapchat onto the Facebook Messenger platform. Have you noticed that? Uh, no, I haven't, actually. This is very inter- this is informative for me as well. I love having you on the show, man. <laughs> so, so you can basically use in Messenger, Facebook Messenger, you can add to your day exactly the same way you do Instagram stories or Snapchat. And then it goes away after 24 hours. And then what they're also working on is a stories like feed on the top of your Facebook messenger app. Exactly like it looks in stories on Instagram. It's going to look like in your messenger app. And I think that's a great place to uh, talk to your friends, potential family. I don't know how many clients you're going to have uh, but I mean, I work with clients and I have them on Facebook as friends and talk to them through the messenger app. It's an easy way to talk to people. Yeah, I hear you, man. Well, this has been great. You've given us tons of awesome advice and kept us up to date on what's happening in the world of social media. Before I let you go, I want to have you call somebody out. Who's one independent restaurant operator, somebody that you've had your eye on that you think is just crushing it that you think would be a great guest mentor on the show? Oh, you kind of caught me off guard here. I know. I forgot, I forgot about <laughs> this part. Um, I think you should get Tony Gimignani on the show. Tony Gimignani, look out, man. I'm coming after you. Who is he real quick? He's a guy who is uh, started off as a pizza acrobat okay. and wrote for pizza today. And now he has like 17 restaurants in Las Vegas and California. And he's just he's been on the uh, USA Today. He's been in on the Good Morning America show. He's been on uh, awesome. what's that show on Channel 7. He's been on all of those things. He's know. a great guy in the pizza community. I'm going to get him. All right. Thanks for the recommendation. And uh, just real quick, if anybody wants to connect with you, if you want to drop any calls to action, uh, what are they? Uh, go to smartpizzamarketing.com. You can see all our stuff there. And if you want to get on that email that Eric talked about, we send out one email a week, tons of value in there. We don't really sell. We actually don't sell anything in the email. Uh, go to smartpizzamarketing.com forward slash email. Beautiful. All right, Bruce, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. Like always, man, you are unstoppable. There's no questioning. Thanks, man. Thanks again, Bruce, for coming on the show and uh, just sharing with us what's not working and now what is working in regards to the four most used social platforms out there. And uh, I want to end this interview like how we started it, and that's everything's figure-outable. <laughs> uh, and we, we get so apprehensive to try these new things because uh, we don't want that tension we don't want that resistance we don't want to learn new things if we don't have to but guys it's in that area of resistance it's in that area of of tension that area of change where we grow the most and our business grows the most so just keep that in mind and if it seems intimidating just remember it's figure outable and once you get it done once or twice you'll start doing it and you won't even be thinking about it and you'll look back and say to yourself why was i making such a big deal about this so uh you we've got to evolve we've got to stay sharp and uh you've got to be taking advantage of social media so pretty quick summary today that's all i really have Uh, again this is I don't know if I mentioned it, but this is episode 317. So head over to restaurantunstoppable.com slash 317 to find the links to the resources Bruce recommended. And like always, guys, I've got to remind you to please connect with me. Email me, eric at restaurantunstoppable.com. Connect with me on Facebook slash restaurantunstoppable on Instagram at Eric Cacciatore. Same as Twitter at Eric Cacciatore and Snapchat Eric Cacciatore. Don't forget to leave those five-star reviews on iTunes, and please set up those one-on-one chats. 
If there's anybody I can help connect you with, or if you have a recommendation, or any questions about something you discovered on the show, uh, those those one-on-one chats, man, I love them. And I love you guys. Thanks so much for uh, sticking around this long. And until next time, peace out.